0: Hello and welcome into the Career competitive Podcast with me, Steve Meller. And as always, we are brought to you by my friends over at CG Sports. And we are the show that seeks to light that competitive fire within you in order to jumpstart or optimize your career. I am delighted to be welcoming in Sarah Thomas to the show today. And on her resume, it will say that she is a recruiter of veterinarians. But... Behind the scenes, Sarah's pretty busy. She likes to keep fit, uh, would be an understatement, actually. She likes to really keep fit. So fit, in fact, um, that she's willing to swim across channels. Uh, The English channel between Dover and France, uh, she's swum from one side to the other. She swum back. She went back again, and then just to make sure, she came back a fourth time. That's right, she she did a double distance four times crossing the channel. Can you believe it? And uh, you know it's, a, it's an impressive it's an impressive feat, let's say if it were a relay, but the fact that someone did this by themselves is truly superhuman. And this is what I'm really excited about this with this particular episode, is that we're talking to someone who's just wired differently in a wonderful way, in a way that we love to talk about on this show. And it just so happens that today is our 100th episode. So what better way to be celebrating our 100th episode than to be having a conversation with someone who is extremely accustomed to going above and beyond when it comes to following her passions in life. So one area that I really wanted to bring up with you here is that above everything, this is an individual that constantly checks in with themselves and asks, is she trying her hardest? Is she applying herself to her fullest potential in anything and everything that she does? And what I love about that is when you approach things with that mindset, you leave yourself open to being a fantastic human being, meeting other fantastic human beings. And we get into that within the discussion here too, in terms of the wonderful way Sarah goes about trying to identify just fantastic human beings in the work that she does today. So just so much fantastic content within this particular discussion. I'm so excited to be bringing this to you in my 100th episode. I'm just feeling so fortunate and blessed to be able to say that. And at the same time, I'll certainly touch on that as well at the end of the episode too. But in the meantime, let's get right into our discussion with Sarah Thomas, the human being who took on the channel four times and accomplished it. Let's listen from Sarah here, and I hope you all enjoy. Hey, everyone. Just a quick reminder before we jump into the interview that if you're not yet, you should be subscribed to the show. If you're listening to me on Apple Podcasts, go ahead, press that subscribe button, and at the same time, leave us some sort of rating as well. I think we're worthy of five stars. I'll leave that up to you. But at the same time, these ratings go a long, long way. So especially if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, give us a rating, subscribe to the show. But whatever podcasting platform you're listening to is on, be sure to be following us. And also, if you're on Instagram, career underscore competitor, that's where you're going to find more information about our episodes, some behind-the-scenes footage of each and every interview. And you can, of course, use Instagram to reach out to me, direct message me, let me know what you think of episodes, what you think of the show, or you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Just search for my name, Steve Meller. Send me a message. Let me know if you or maybe someone you know would be a great person to come on the show. But for now, let's go right to our interview. Okay, I am delighted to be welcoming in Sarah Thomas to the Career Competitor Podcast. Firstly, Sarah, tell everybody where you are today and how your day's going.
1: I am outside of Denver. Um, I live I like nine thousand feet so I'm at home and just working away. I've had calls all morning long, and I'm excited to chat with you right now
0: absolutely and uh, I couldn't be more excited myself, mainly because you have one heck of a story to tell and on this show, I am a story enthusiast. Uh, I love bringing people on just to just to fill our guests with just a whole host of knowledge, but doing it so through just some incredible accounts and we're going to struggle to top the story that that you have to tell today. No pressure obviously here, but why don't I just let you go ahead and just fill people in on the very historic thing you've done in the last couple of years and something I really want to discuss with you today.
1: Sure. and uh, so to I guess to start us off, I am an ultra marathon long distance open water swimmer and I like to swim across oceans and lakes and rivers. And in two thousand and eighteen, um, it's what most people kind of know about me is I was the first person, not the first woman, or, but the first human being to swim the English Channel four times in a row, without stopping. So it was, and then swam from England to France and kind of got out of the water for less than ten minutes and turned back around and swam to England and then back to france and back to england
0: yeah it's it's just bizarre it's crazy it's unreal it's freakish it's it's all these words and um you know for for me personally as someone who grew up in the uk i heard these stories all the time of people diving in and swimming the channel and it almost like someone did it the first time and it was a big deal and then everyone was it felt like someone was doing it almost every weekend after a little while and um you know we were Starting to learn in terms of just the capabilities, the physical capabilities of, of human beings and what we can start to do. And as history's progressed, these ultra marathons, these ultra Ironmans, and all these sort of things have started to come along. My, my, my first sort of curiosity here is at what point in your life did you realize that you were the type of individual that was going to be hooked on these ultra physical challenges?
1: Yeah, that is a good question. So I did my very, very first open water swim when I was 25. So that was back in 2007. um, And it was a 10K. So I was on a swim team with um, an adult swim team because I swam in college. And my teammates were like, Sarah, you have to try open water and know that you'll be great at it. And I was hesitant because a 10K is a really long way to swim, um, especially in open water when you've never done that before. And it took about a year and a half and they like, just poked at me for a year and a half. And finally I gave in to peer pressure and said, fine, I'll give it a shot. And I did that 10 K there's amazing people in the open water swimming world. Um, and I was immediately drawn to just the community of people, but I was in the middle of the race, I was freezing, I was tired, you know, all this stuff was going on and, when I finished, I came out of the water and I was nearly in tears because I was so happy. Like, I, It's like, oh my gosh, this is what I should have been doing my whole life, right? I, like, I'm like, i 25 and I just found my thing. <laughs> and it just kind of escalated from there. Um, did 10Ks for a couple of years. And then kind of like, you know, I'd like to try something a little bit farther. So I swam across the Catalina channel, which is uh, between Catalina Island and the mainland of California um, in 2010. it's like a 21 ish mile swim. Mm -hmm. And I did that and I was like, I'm, I'm never doing this again. That was so awful. It was terrible. (laughs) You know, it was like nine hours of swimming and I was like totally exhausted. Um, And literally, I'm sitting on shore and saying, I'm never swimming again. That was enough. And like a couple of weeks later i was like you know what that wasn't so bad you know i'm gonna try the, maybe i'll sign up for the english channel and so i booked an english channel boat captain um, there's a wait list i had to wait until 2012. so at catalina was 2010. Um, i swam around manhattan just to keep myself kind of busy for 2011. and then in 2012 i hit the channel for the first time and it really was like finishing the english channel um, cause I got to France and I was like, I'm not that tired. Like I could swim back right now. Wow. And I think that was probably the moment of like, you know what I can do more. You know, most people like the English channel is the top of what you, what you want to achieve. Yeah. And, you know, I finished it and I was like, that was great. That was amazing. I had so much fun, but I've got more to give. And I think kind of starting after that English channel in 2012, when I was like, ultra, ultra long swims are where I want to be at
0: that's really interesting because i think you know a lot of our guests uh, a lot of our um a, a lot of our audience is 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 people that have careers outside of sport and you know nothing to do with sport but they have this competitive instinct in terms of what it is they want to do with their career and what it means to truly be competitive and here you are saying that you swam from one country to another and you got there and you felt like The achievement in itself wasn't enough. There was something itching inside of you saying that there's more that I can do. This is only just the beginning, despite it being something that, as I mentioned earlier, was this historic achievement for many people uh, in terms of just that bucket list sort of thing. And they were able to do it and they were more than satisfied once they accomplished that. So looking at who you are as an individual, just over your lifespan now like do you notice that there's a common theme in terms of just how you've gone through life where maybe every time you seek some sort of success or goal and you achieve it there's always this level of hmm maybe i can do more maybe i can get more from myself
1: yeah i mean i just think even from like a young age i've been pretty driven um for christmas when i was in 5th grade my mom bought me an alarm clock and she said if you want to go to morning practices for swimming you have to get yourself up mm. and so i would you know i'm like what 10 11 or whatever you are in 5th grade and i'm setting my alarm clock um to get up and go swimming before school yeah um you know and that's just kind of how i've always been you know i whether it was in school or professionally at work or in swimming um I always wanted to do my best. Now, when I grew up as a competitive swimmer, you know, I swam in high school. I swam competitively in college. I was never the the best. You know, like I get beat in the pool all the time. I'm not the fastest. I'm not the smartest. But it was never so much for me about beating other people or exceeding, um, you know, race time stand or whatever. You know, it's always been about am I trying my hardest to do the best job that I can do. And that's where I get a lot of personal satisfaction. If I know I gave something my all um, in any aspect of my life, I know that I've been successful. And so I think that's why the marathon swimming stuff snowballed so much. It was like, I finished the English channel and it's like, I know I had more. And so I just have this internal drive to like know what more is like, where's my limit? What's the limit? and I'm not 100% positive that I have found that yet.
0: <laughs> to be continued. I love it. I love it. Um, in in terms of in terms of that internal drive that you speak of, uh, you know, so many of our conversations that we have on this show are the competitive from within. And I that's what I really love about how the show's evolved over the last 3 years is that we have so many examples through our careers that it turns out the greatest competitor we're ever dealing with is ourself. And, you know, for you when you're alone, and I say alone, you know, I know you have a, a whole team of people doing these sort of open water swims with you, but when you're alone in that water doing this, you really have to be massively internally driven. Cause I, I would love maybe just one or two examples during this back and forth, back and forth channel swim where maybe and even an ounce of you just thought that boat looks really appealing right now i just want to hop out and be done
1: yeah i mean there you, i mean i feel like of any long swim that i've ever done there is at least a moment um and it you know i'm in the water for you know 50 hours or more and so sometimes those moments are really long moments but you always come up against like these time frames when you're right. like what am I doing? This is the stupidest thing. Like, why am I out here? And when I was in the English channel specifically, um, we had swum down and back. So we started at midnight on the first night. So I swam to France and then I swam back to England and that took about 24 hours. And so now it's the middle of the night again, right? It's midnight on my second night and I have swum to England and back, which in and of itself is a huge accomplishment, right? right? Most people don't do a double english channel and i was sick i was like vomiting for hours and hours and it's dark i'm cold i've been swimming for 24 hours i've done an english channel double great accomplishment and i like you know i'm looking at that boat and thinking how great would it be to be dry and wrapped in a sleeping bag and go to sleep right now Mm -hmm. um calling up to my team, you know, like I'm sick, like they can see that I'm vomiting, they we're trying to figure out how to get me to stop throwing up. Um, and I'm telling them like, I don't have what it takes. I'm not strong enough. I'm not tough enough. You know, I'm saying these words, you know, in the middle of the night and I don't know why I don't get out, you know, like if anyone on that boat had said, yeah, sure. You know, we can see that you're suffering. Go ahead, climb on out. Hmm. I might've, but my team is strong enough and smart enough to know that like, this is just a rough patch. We can get through it together. Um, And one of the things, one of my really good friends who's come on a lot of swims with me says is, right, you know, it's the middle of the night, everything's worse at nighttime. Um, And she kept telling me, just swim until the sun comes up. We can reevaluate when the sun comes up. Mm. And that is kind of a philosophy for me for life. You know, things are going to be rough. They're going to be hard. You think that you can't do it, but, you know, just take it one tiny piece at a time. You know, in marathon swims, I do my feeds every 30 minutes. So they throw a bottle down to me every half an hour. Mm -hmm. So we're always talking about just... 130 minutes at a time you know you can always swim for another half an hour and you do when it's rough you know you're Mm -hmm. you want to get out you want to quit your team is there to tell you that you've got it to kind of believe in you when you don't have that internal belief in yourself Mm -hmm. um and you get through the hard parts and then it's great you know um i got through 30 minutes or through that third second night or whatever it was and we were fine the rest of the way um So just because it's a rough patch in the middle doesn't mean you have to give up.
0: I mean, I absolutely absolutely love that message from your friend. Just keep going until the sun comes up. I mean, that Mm -hmm. is, you know, so many people listening to this can start to relate to that, I think. Because so much of what we go through with our careers is somehow represented within our lives as well and it goes back and forth we can have bad days at work and it can affect our our life at home and we can have bad days at home and it can affect our you know day at work whatever it may be and I love that understanding that you know wait till the next sunrise before you maybe react you know wait wait till the next sunrise until you do something potentially drastic that you're going to regret you know just be just be patient and assume that Something will come good that you actually do want that you is willing to is worth willing to wait for um, in time, and I think, I mean that's just a fabulous sentiment and something that people can really hold on to. I think, and just out of curiosity, Sarah, what what do you do for your your normal day job?
1: I am a recruiter. Um, so I work in um, the veterinarian field so I am recruiting veterinarians mm. to work at our hospitals around the United States
0: so immediately I I can't help but ask you know you're talking to you are talking to people and trying to locate that uh, relocate them potentially into into positions that you feel that they're suitable for how do you find that the 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 success let's call it what it is the success that you are in terms of what you've been able to go out and do how many of these sort of components of yourself are you may be searching for in these people that you're sort of vetting and not to as a really terrible pun uh, vetting to 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 potentially go into the you know a field um, and, and find that position that you feel that they're suitable for like how do you what's your process in terms of maybe relating these people to you yourself the competitor and you yourself the you know just the the out and out professional
1: that's a good question (laughs) you know honestly when i'm looking for people i am looking for people who are good humans you know you can Mm. be the best veterinarian in the world but if you're not good with clients and customers then maybe i don't want you on my team Mm. and you know i think that translates to me Um, you know, personally as well, because I like to be a good human. You know, I really value being a good human. I like to, you know, help people who are trying to come up behind me and who want to do big swims too. That's really important um, to me. You know, I like to train. I like to coach. Um, And I want that in people that I have on my team. You know, I think Mm if we can collaborate and work together, we can accomplish a lot. And sometimes you just need a hand to say, here, come on, let's go. Let's do this together. And in work, I want that um, for people that I have to work with every day.
0: Right, that makes a lot of sense. And, and for someone, for someone who's been successful at what it is you're doing with these ultra swims, you, at the end of the day, Sarah, there, there must be a phenomenal human being inside of you because the amount of support that is required to do these things that you're doing, uh, obviously, there's a lot of love and appreciation for the person that you are at the heart of it all, and it's something that. I never have an issue explaining and emphasizing that to someone who, who is a success, mainly because I think it's important. I think it's important to, to recognize that these things don't happen on, on your own. You know, it takes a village. And the only, way you can, the only way you can have a village is by really being that type of individual that people feel the need to care for and uh, want to see achieve and succeed. Uh, who, who, are the, um, who are the consistent people that are surrounding you when you do these, uh, these crazy ventures? Who are the ones that travel with you most?
1: Oh, man. Um, well, number one, my husband, um, <laughs> he had the fortune or maybe misfortune of starting to date me uh, in 2010 when I was training for Catalina. So he doesn't know any different. So this crazy <laughs> marathon swimming stuff has been been around um, since he know he's known me. Mm. Um, and I'm really lucky that he's supportive. Um, you know, it's easy when we do easy when we do a swim like the English channel, when you provide, you know, like the boat captains there, they're experienced, but there's a lot of times I've self-supported self, self supported a couple of swims and Ryan gets to drive the boat, you know, like, I don't think he ever imagined that he would be driving boats across, you know, large lakes <laughs> while someone swam. That was probably not in his life plan. Right. Um, so I'm really lucky that he thinks it's cool. You know, it's a huge sacrifice just, you know, the day in, day out, you know, I work, I go swim and there's not a lot of free time in there. Mm. And I'm really lucky that he supports in it. He believes in it. He thinks it's super cool. Um, So I'm really lucky I've got that support. Beyond my husband, my mom comes on a lot of things. Um, She gets violently seasick. Um, oh, And wow. it's crazy to think about someone wanting to sit on a boat for you when they know that they're going to get sick. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, sure. She's your mom. But I think that's a special Um special person who wants to do that to help out (laughs) just to be there to cheer for you when you need it
0: Mm.
1: yeah and then um I've got uh, one of my sisters likes to come a lot so I've got a sister who comes on a lot of my swims. and then kind of beyond that I've got just a core group of really solid friends in the swimming world who Mm. I mean it's Let's be honest, it's really boring to sit and watch someone, you know, swim at less than two miles an hour for two to three days at a time. Um, it's not the most riveting sport. And to have a group of people who want to sit on that boat, um, who are happy to get in a pace swim with you. Um, my team who came with me on the English Channel, there was three people who were swimmers. Um, they'd all swim the English Channel on their own before, very accomplished in their own rights in swimming, but maybe hadn't been training a ton. And they were dedicated. They got in and pace swam with me. Wow. And probably between the three of them swam close to an English channel on their own, just because, you know, the swim took so long and they were in the water so much, you know, they could, the, there's some rules around how long people can pace swim with you. But, mm. um, you know, they stuck to their schedule even when it was cold and miserable and like, I wouldn't have made it without them. Right. So, you know, really lucky that there's great humans and I, Believe
0: that I can find them. <laughs> it's my skill. Yes, I love that. I love that. I think it's uh, it's one thing that I definitely count myself very fortunate with this podcast. It's it's been a uh, it's been a catalyst for me being introduced to some pretty incredible humans uh, over the last three years. So it's uh, always always a pleasure to to hear these stories. And but before I let you go, Sarah, I would just love from from your perspective to maybe describe for our audience, you know, what it means to you just to simply be competitive at what it is you do and like you said earlier there's maybe this part of you that still isn't quite satisfied with with four English channels that there's still maybe a a further swim in you in some way shape or form like what how do you describe yourself the competitor or what at least do you see competitiveness being
1: it's just I don't know um we didn't talk about this but um in 2017 I was diagnosed with breast cancer and I had just come off a really huge, gigantic swim. And I was like at the top of my game, physically, mentally, you know, like pumped up, mm-hmm. you know, I had this English channel 4 wake that was already scheduled. And then I'm like, you know, literally like brought to my knees with a cancer diagnosis. And going through that, you know, it just gives you this greater mm-hmm. appreciation of, being able to do the thing that makes you happiest, and it maybe before my cancer diagnosis, I took some of that for granted. You know, I yeah. believed in my body and my physical ability and my mental ability to push through and to compete. And then you know, you get this cancer diagnosis, and it could be all taken away. You know, we didn't know if I would still be able to perform at that level. Mm-hmm. And so, being able to come out of a cancer diagnosis and then still complete the English channel a year after treatment, you know, it's, you know, being able to compete mostly for me is just about gratitude. Yeah. You know, this is something I might not be able to do. And I, it's like every day I wake up and I'm like, I am grateful to be here. I'm grateful to be alive mm-hmm. and I'm grateful that I can still swim even when it's hard. You know, there's crappy moments and all of it, mm-hmm. but it's a gift. And, you know, I feel like I try to approach the competition part of it from a mentality of gratitude, because I might not be able to do it tomorrow. And today I want to.
0: Yeah, that's such a wonderful sentiment. And, you know, you're not the first cancer survivor that we've had on this show. And it's something that is consistent um, with so many that speak about these experiences that they come out of it with so many unknowns whilst going through it to just feel complete gratitude when they get to the end of it. And, uh, you know, I, you know, completely and just utterly, um, I'm totally in awe of you, Sarah, I must say, I mean, sometimes I struggle to find words and this is one of those, uh, one of those occasions. And I just think your story is just so incredible. And, uh, you know, if there's, if there's something to take away here for, for, for people listening to this, understanding that the ability to be competitive is something we need to take gratitude in. And I think that is just a a really beautiful way to finish this. And uh, I I just want to thank you so much for your time. And I can't wait to continue to follow your journey. If if there's something bigger than this, some you've already done, I'm here for it. Um, I, I can't wait to follow it and just see how this all goes. And just best of luck with anything and everything you've got coming up in the future for you. And thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you. It's been great.
0: And my thanks again to Sarah for joining us on the show today. And let's just start with something there that Sarah said towards the end. Do the thing that makes you happiest. And she elaborated a little bit on that and also emphasized how competitiveness to her or the ability to compete, let's say, is something we should just all find gratitude in. And when I look back, On the 100 episodes that we've been able to put together on this show, one common characteristic with every person that I've been fortunate enough to sit down with is that they are doing something that makes them happiest in their career, but most importantly, in the way in which they're living their life. And this show is career competitor, it's about being able to compete at the height of your career, optimizing your greatest traits. Understanding that so many of the qualities that are required to be competitive and successful can stem from starting or at least competing today in some form of sport and athletics, whatever it may be. But some of my guests haven't had any background in sport. And that's also okay because at the same time, they're competitors. They're trying to win. They're trying to optimize their success. But like I said, consistently across the board, all my episodes... I speak to people that are doing the thing that makes them happiest and I'm so thankful that uh, that Sarah brought that up within the episode because you really have to want to do something if you're going to be in the water for 50 plus hours freezing cold tired exhausted you have to really want to do it he got from her friend about emphasizing how things are always more difficult in the dark and you've just got to keep going until the sun rises. And, you know, as someone now who is at a point in his life where he's experienced more than enough adversity and tough times, I had a few this summer, to be honest with you, got through the tough times and came out the other side with just some of the greatest highs. And, again, so many people that I've spoken to through the show go through the lowest of lows to get through it to then come out with the highest of highs. And that's what competing is all about. Understanding that we're not just gonna always be moving forward, there's gonna be times we come to a stop, there's gonna be times we feel like we're moving backwards. And when you're swimming the English Channel four times in a row, there's gonna be times where you feel like the arms and the legs are moving but nothing is happening and you're exhausted and you just wanna quit but you gotta keep going. You got to keep going and find that light, wait for that sun to rise again. And for all of you listening to this particular episode and all of you that have listened to maybe the 99 episodes that came before this, I thank you. I thank you so much for taking the time to listen to me go on and on sometimes the way I'm going on and on right now. But I appreciate that you find purpose in my message in the whole reason behind the show. And I truly believe that we're making an impact, whether it's one person at a time, or more and more over the years to come. I look forward to being able to continue to make an impact, but I assure you that being a career competitor is all about identifying the thing that makes you happiest in life and really working towards that. And for me, this podcast is certainly one of those things that makes me happiest in life and I love being able to invest so much of my energy and time into providing this material for you. And I thank Sarah again, for delivering some fantastic, fantastic insight uh, on a number of areas when it comes to reaching your optimal selves and the optimal levels within which you're competing in. Again, thanks for joining us on this particular episode. Make sure that you're following us on Instagram, career underscore competitor. Make sure you're connecting with me on LinkedIn. I always love hearing from anybody that's listening to the show or thinks they can maybe even bring something to or thinks that maybe they can bring something to the show themselves, that would be wonderful to hear from you too. In the meantime, best of luck with anything and everything that you've got going on within your life. And I look forward to speaking with you all again on the next 100 episodes of the Career Competitor Podcast with you all very soon. Bye for now.